Welcome to the Life Creation Podcast. I'm your host, Andrina Tisi. Together, we will explore thoughts, inspirations, and conversations that feed our soul, spark the mind, and nourish the body. Thank you so much for being here to learn and grow and for walking this journey called life with me. Hi there, good to be in your ears, whether it is the first time or you've been coming back. I am super happy to share the wonderful Dovile Sinke with you today. And Dovile is a business coach and mentor for freedom-seeking female entrepreneurs so already this, I'm sure, is causing quite a lot of curiosity. And she supports women to start their own online business. And after leaving a very successful corporate career in Switzerland, actually, three years ago, she has now three successful online businesses and enjoys the flexibility of, for example, being in Bali over the winter month where she was at the moment when we recorded this interview. And in our conversation, we talk about the meaning of freedom and the biggest difference between online and in-person or location-based business and what mindset and personal development has to do with creating our own business. So there is a lot in this episode. Davile is sharing from her own experience what she has learned, what has helped her, and some really useful tips and tricks for anyone starting out, including access to a three-day kickoff for your entrepreneurial journey. We also talk about the importance of support community and that it really never ends and that we are always on this journey of learning and doing and being and finding the balance of life and work and career. So I hope you will enjoy it and get some really good inspiration from our conversation. Have fun! Well, Davila, it's so nice to have you on the Life Creation Podcast for a guest. I was very excited when you reached out to me, and I'm glad we're able to make this work so fast with the time difference to Bali and Switzerland. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy, Andrina, to be here, uh, to share my experience, to share my tips. It's actually, I think it's the, no, it's the second time I'm on a podcast uh, on the guest side, because I do have actually a podcast myself, but I'm always the interviewer. So it's a great experience to be here. Absolutely. So fun. Um, so to kick it off, I'll just hit you with some questions. What is your favorite season? Summer. That's why you're in Bali. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I try to escape winters. <laughs> I don't like cold weather. <laughs> we all have our superpower, but if you could have an additional one, what would it be? Mm. That's a, a good one. It makes me think a lot. Um, Relax more, I think. I, I find it quite difficult. <laughs> okay, I think we'll get a little bit more into, into all of that. That's great. Which book is currently on your nightstand? So I'm currently reading uh, uh, Robert. Sorry. Um, so Kiyosaki's book. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, Rich Daddy, Poor Daddy. So that's the one I'm reading. <laughs> an old classic in the business world. Exactly. I I still, like, it's the first time I'm picking this up just now, but I like it a lot. 
Cool. Very cool. We'll definitely link it in the show notes. Um, what is always in your fridge? A lot of uh, vegetables. And here in Bali, also fruits. Yeah. Do you have a favorite vegetable or fruit? Um, I really love papaya here. I was just in I was just in Zanzibar for uh, for five weeks over Christmas, and the papaya. Oh my god! And the papaya seeds. It's so like it's so good. I love the combination of the the spiciness and the sweetness. So good. Yeah, it's crazy because I just recently figured out that you can eat papaya seeds and they actually are super healthy. So okay. yeah, loving that as yeah. well now. Yeah, really good for our digestion. <laughs> Excellent. Um, thank you. And then just to kick off um, our conversation and, you know, we'll get more into that. But for me, what um, really stood out for me when I was, you know, looking at your website and just, you know, what you, in our conversation beforehand, um, is the word freedom and for me this is also a really big word <laughs> and so what is freedom for you or what does it mean because I feel for everybody that's a little bit something different yeah exactly freedom is a big word in uh, my vocabulary uh, and you picked it up um, exactly correct so um, I used to think and I used to dream about a freedom where I could you know just wake up whenever I want and not like five to six that I used to do in Zurich when I, I when I worked and because I knew I had to hit that train I have to be in Harudruke you know uh, and um, being able to work from whenever I want or I like to work whenever I want and from wherever I want so for example like today uh, be in Bali uh, stay six months here maybe two months in Italy in Spain um, have a massage in the middle of the day if I want that. So basically just be my own boss and my own boss in terms of time and where do I want to spend that time. But um, I've actually started thinking a little bit more recently, what does freedom mean to me now? And um, now when I have all of that and I realize the freedom for me now is just so much bigger. It's actually that freedom to know that whatever happens tomorrow. So even if things go really bad, I know that I can wake up tomorrow and I know that I can rebuild um, everything from scratch again because I have that ex experience in myself and it's just so freeing to have that feeling to know that I'm capable and I can do it for myself and for my family. Yeah, it's really empowering. And I think we'll get into this empowerment a little bit more, but I it totally resonates because the the flexibility tied to the freedom, I think for me as well, is such a, such a luxury in a, in a way. And um, for you, was that like what you also said in terms of, you know, like the, the time schedule that kind of was, I mean, quote unquote, forced on you when you were working in corporate is just because we have, you know, certain schedules, I guess. Um, compared to now, do you feel, you know, if we compare online business and in-person or location-based business, do you feel that's one of the biggest differences or what, what is for you the biggest difference between an online-based and a location-based business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for me, exactly that flexibility that you're mentioning, um, that's for me the biggest advantage. advantage. And the biggest thing that separates it all, because that's, at least for me, that was always something I wanted, just to have the freedom, be able to uh, work where I want and my own schedule. And that's what online business allows me versus physical business. But I also feel um, everything is moving more online and people notice that, you know, you actually save, it's it's more efficient, efficient and um yeah, so I just feel like it's becoming a new model. Uh, like even if I have um, an assistant or a team member in my team, uh, like honestly, I haven't seen her for three years, like in real life, you know, it's been three years and we just working online and it works great. And um, 
And like, I'm also, I was thinking about it. Like, I, I think I don't really miss the office life. Um, yes, like it has its own pros where you can just, you know, have your colleagues, you have somebody to talk to, you have somewhere to go to, but I can create that if I want, because there are so many co-working spaces that you can go to. And uh, if I feel that I need a little bit more of that network, if I need to change an environment, I can do that wherever I am. So... Yeah, you took my next question right into your answer, which is great because my 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 other question was like, what do you miss or what do you feel are more <clears throat> the, the cons of an online business? And I do, and I mean, I see it with myself, right, as well, like in terms of the, the community aspect, maybe, um, and being in physical physical touch with people instead of just over a screen um but like you said there is there is ways to to move around that and i also think you know for everybody it's it's different some people need that more and the cool thing is is that where i think businesses are going and i'm curious to see what you think is that this um you know, this mix of online home office, which over the last two years, you know, we've just even big corporation had to get used to that, right? And and um, and in-office location basis. So I think we're in a big um, movement right now where all these concepts are being reshaped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, but what you mentioned, the community aspect is that's really needed and for me it's been key in every aspect of my life and in every aspect of my business and that's why for example I yes I'm in Bali because I mentioned like yes I don't like winter that much but it's also and probably the biggest thing is for me to be surrounded by like-minded people because I need that energy I crave that energy and I need to see what others are doing for me to get inspired so that I can, you know, pass it on to the people I work with, to the people, the people I surround. So um, that's why, like, I feel even if I'm a couple of months in Bali, like now I'm like half a year, but I need to uh, load my energy, like charge my energy of that community. And uh, we all need that, like community is key. So um, that's why also, you know, if you don't have that, I always recommend and like, like what I do when I come back to Europe and I feel like, okay, like I'm getting a little bit too comfortable at my home, you know, I'm trying to see are there some online like masterminds, communities where you can get similar uh, community feeling or co-working spaces, what I mentioned earlier, that's also a great way, you know, to, to feel that you kind of have an office to go to, but it's more for the small chit chats in a coffee area and maybe some events and just to feel you are going somewhere and you can dress up. Yeah. And I, I think like the, the word that popped into my mind is also like to be part of a frequency, right? Like if we talk a little bit in, you know, maybe also a little bit spiritual, but you know, to be surrounded by, by people with with maybe also frequency that we want more or that we want to be part of is also going to elevate ourselves right in in and i like this this term expanders right which which then we also see to believe what's possible right with others and then of course we can be the same for for again other people and then it kind of creates a, a ripple effect of yeah of 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 success in whatever form that that is right Yes, I can totally relate to that. And I see that in my life as well. As soon as I um, am in this good energy uh, environment, like say, like we were just talking with my husband, like uh, when we came to Bali, like a lot of um, a lot of things shifted like to a good way uh, in my business, but it also in his business, you know, suddenly uh, it was just magic you know like suddenly all these leads like new clients started coming in and um and it's what you say it's a lot about energy it's about abundance like believing uh living that better version of yourself already and like the universe is just providing it back to you Mm -hmm. yeah so you've been doing this 
for three years now, right? Uh, so three years ago, you quit your jobs in, in Zurich, correct? Yes, yeah. Um, so I'm assuming, <laughs> you know, the three, the three last three years were very successful for you building your three online businesses. I'm also assuming it wasn't just easy and rosa clouds. <laughs> um, most of the time, it, from the outside, it looks like that. And um, but I also know behind that there is a lot of work. Um, so what contributed mostly to your success? Uh, yes, like I'm, um, it's been like a little bit more like three and a half years. Um, and um, it's been a really a roller coaster journey. Uh, so there've been a lot of um, difficult moments, the moments when I thought, okay, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm quitting it. There's no way I can go further. You know, I just want to uh, disappear under the blanket and uh, just stay in bed the whole day. Um, but uh, I understand it's normal. And that's also like what I say a lot on my social media. And like also when I tell my clients, like there's going to be those moments and we just have to prepare for those moments where you fail because every, you know, every experience just brings you further. And what contributed for me, like the most, I feel, uh, to to the success, but there were also like a lot of failures, you know, or like not really failures maybe, but things where I said, okay, this is not going the direction I want. So we have to pivot. So we have to pivot. So we have to see what can we change? How do we take it forward? Uh, maybe there's a new business model. Maybe there is a different market. Maybe there is a slightly different niche that we have to take. And um it's like the first thing is, you know, not giving up, uh, just continuing going the um, community aspect. So like surrounding yourself with like-minded people, the people that can elevate you, people that can support you. Um, there's been a um, business coach uh, that supported me and I still have a business coach, you know, by my side. Um, also group coaching programs like masterminds. Uh, a life coach I also have had like for half a year and it's been uh, changed my life completely um, and yeah probably my husband as well you know and his support has been um, really big so um, yeah I, I think I mentioned a lot of support coming right like from different people yeah and I think that's that's great because I think sometimes we get into this thing that we need to do it all by ourselves and that's, you know, it's such a societal, you know, belief that, that we ingrained that asking for help or support can be a weakness. But I also, you know, think that, you know, we all have our zone of genius where, you know, if I, you know, I have my zone of genius, but, you know, something else I'm like, mm -mm. <laughs> so I, uh, I have my support and from what you, what you say, um, you have the same. And what I'm also hearing out, and I think that's such a great segue also into this holistic aspect of also being, you know, our own boss and, and this, this having our own businesses is the business development and the personal development. And I think you know, the quote unquote old way of thinking is, is that there is work and then there's personal life and they're separated. And I mean, I think it's already, you know, kind of old news, but that they are not, there's no separation of that, right? But I think when we have our own business, most of the times it's also be super passionate about it. <laughs> and, you know, it's our, it's our, you know, heart is so much in, in that. Um, where do you think, these, you know, business development and personal development, how do they kind of marry each other? And for you, what was the biggest mind shift on a personal level that you had to make to succeed in your business? Mm -hmm. So um, I agree that, you know, personal development and like you put it very nicely, like the life uh, like work and personal development is um, just goes hand in hand. And I also believe that a lot because whatever we, we do in the inside for or like for us, 
that reflects in how we show up with our clients, how we show up in the work that we do, what is the message that we um, tell others and that kind of how does that attract back to us, you know, the sales or whatever product or service that we offer. Um, So I do, uh, there are a lot of things, you know, that I do on the personal development side. Yes, like once I became a mom, maybe I had less time for my morning routines than I used to do before, you know, suddenly those morning routines, like, yeah, forget them, (laughs) you know. Baby cuddle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But that's also, you know, that I I remember even like this was the topic I worked with my coach. I was telling her like, because I was pushing myself and I was saying, oh, but everybody gets to have that uh, morning routine. And like, I'm suddenly I feel like I can't have it anymore. And she's just like, yeah, but you just need to relax as well and like find your own way. And um, that has helped me a lot. Um, But So, yeah, talking about like personal development, there's a lot that I still manage to do. And uh, there's a lot of affirmations, hypnosis, you know, working on my limiting beliefs, uh, trying to attract abundance and or just like simple things like just going out and working out and eating healthy. Um, And when you mentioned about the biggest mindset shift. So for me, um, I mean, there's been a lot, but um, I think it was really the fact that I'm worth the investment to kind of that I um, that I am ready and I'm worth to invest in myself in terms of to get a support. So the support from a coach support from, you know, like um, and I'm talking more a high ticket coaching, uh, more personal coaching coaching. Uh, because it was really, really scary when I remember myself earlier to invest in something like in myself. But once I shifted that, it just felt, first of all, so good to tell that, you know, for myself that, hey, I actually trust in myself in whatever I'm doing, because I'm also investing money in my further growth, because I know, and that's like, just sends such a powerful message to you. And it just like changes 100% like completely how you show up to everybody else Uh, but I had to overcome that you know as well so I love that and I I think what just came to me is like first of all like what you exactly said is that for you for yourself that you're worth investment but it's also like in terms of your clients that you're worth investment you know, for them. So it's kind of like, again, it's like this both-sided way of, of worthiness, right? So that that you're worthy, your, your coach is worthy, and your clients are worthy, you know? So it's, it's, again, I feel like it's this beautiful ocean and bubble of worthiness. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, uh, so I, I like to think that my clients like I, I think highly about them, you know, that they are resourceful, that they um, that they believe that they are worth the investment themselves as well. But first, yes. for that to happen, you actually have to believe in yourself because how do you want that every somebody else would trust you if you don't really trust yourself and you don't you don't show that? Yeah, and also what I like is that you you know, from, from how you talk is that, you know, it's, it's not finished. And that's such a, like, after the same thing, it, it keeps going. And sometimes, you know, so with my clients, I'm like, you know, it, it never, it never stops. Like I'm still on my journey. I don't have like all the answers because things come up and it's, it's layer by layer our entire life. And we get to know ourselves better and better every day. So things come up and it's a continuous growth and a continuous journey yeah and like so and I think that applies to any industry that you're in like uh, obviously we both are coaches so it's kind of (laughs) easier to talk on that way but even I was thinking everywhere right if we are working in a company or if we um if we offer service or um, like we do and could be, you know, just marketing services or coaching services. So you always want to stay on top of the game, right? On what are the, um, 
what are the latest trends, what is happening in the industry and personal development. And also like, it's also part of it, right? So you have to work on, on yourself as well, just to be on top of the game. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, not pressure ourselves. Of course, that, that as well. That's also key, you know. Because I think sometimes we can also, like, you know, you mentioned your morning routine. And I was also, I used to be super tough with myself. <laughs> and over the, the, the years, you know, I've became softer and say, like, you know, it's okay, right? Like, and not, not constantly being so hard on ourselves. Um, and also finding the balance of what is the latest trend and the latest need but also what is authentic to me mm -hmm. and I think for I'm sure in your business also with your clients this whole thing of authenticity and you know trusting who we are comes up a lot too because I think it probably ties very well into like that your clients believe in what they have to offer Yeah, no, that's, uh, that is key. And that is key to any success. Because first of all, you have to be 100, 200, 300% uh, passionate, but also you have to believe in your own product so much. So that it just kind of magnetizes from you and like people are just so attracted. Because first of all, you believe so much in whatever you are offering. Um. And I forgot the question. <laughs> It's okay. I don't think I had a question. It's totally fine, yeah. but I have one now. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, you know, you mentioned the, um, the passion and, you know, a lot of times we have these dreams and these visions and, and poor, right. And a lot of times not only one. <laughs> so how can we move from these dreams into action? Yeah, so there are a couple of things and I was just preparing a very similar presentation uh, for one masterclass I'm going to give. So um, so I laid them out uh, in a rather structured way. So um, what I like to say, so first of all, you have to have the willingness to change. So really be sure that, okay, I want this. Not just like, do I want this? No, because I see that a lot as well. But then people are just not ready for a change. When they truly believe that, okay, yes, that's it. I'm going to do it. Um, you have to work on your mindset. So things that we were talking, we were like, uh, we're discussing a little bit. Uh, it could be working on your limiting beliefs. Like we all have so many limiting beliefs um, that we put ourselves to. And uh, for example, in when it comes to starting your own business, when it comes to uh, making shifts in your life, um, I see there are a lot of limiting beliefs. We think, you know, we're not good enough. We don't feel confident enough to show on social media, or we think we don't have the skills. And it's all beliefs that we have, but they are not necessarily true. You know, there, you could just, so I really like this exercise um we did a couple of weeks ago with my mastermind ladies but basically um we were asking them you know okay so if you step aside so if you think about the limiting belief and then you step aside from them and um think okay is that belief that you have is it really true like is it for sure uh like for example that you don't have the skills to start a new business Is it really, really true? Like, do you know for sure it's true? And uh, most of the times you would think, no, it's like, I can't, I can't say if it's for sure true. And then, you know, you, you say, okay, so what is it if you imagine you can um, take this out belief for a moment and how would you act if you didn't have that belief? You know, how, how would you show up? What actions would you take? And it's just like so freeing. So, um, so yeah, just to sum up, there are a lot of limiting beliefs that we have. So we have to work on that. We have to identify them. Um, and um, that's going to be key for you to see changes. Uh, and the third thing that you need is, you need is actually obviously a good strategy to start. 
so make sure you know you do really good homework before you start. So um, I always say there are four things uh, to make any business a business, and that means you know uh, really have a success. So first of all, you have to once you start, you have to know the niche that you that you have. Uh, so you have to really solve a real life problem, something for your clients. So something that um, something that you would feel, okay, what is it that they struggle or what is it that they, when they wake up in the middle of the night, what keeps them awake? What is the problem? So once you identify that, then just create an offer that solves that problem. And uh, then you have to market the offer and you have to sell the offer. So these are four steps. They are rather simple, but if we don't have one, like for example, you know, a lot of people just, I feel a lot of people stop at the market, your offer stage, because for example, they create a website or uh, they start going out on social media, or maybe they run some ads and that's the marketing piece, but then they forget to sell it because selling is also a separate process. You know, we have to create connection where you have to talk to your potential clients and we have to in the end sell and if you don't sell you don't have a business because you have no income coming in so so yeah i'd say to start willingness to change mindset good mindset and a good strategy I'm just interrupting this episode very briefly to let you know that this is actually the beautiful middle of a three-part series. Two weeks ago, Maya Jutzwiak was on the podcast sharing her experience on living and working a location-independent lifestyle. And in two weeks, I'm talking with and Soderbloom, how to kick off and create financial freedom. So I just wanted to let you know to, first of all, go back to the episode with Maya and to look out for the upcoming episode with On. You come across people having a hang up with selling? Um, you mean that they don't do that or that they don't like it? Yeah, I think a lot of people are afraid to come across salesy, quote unquote, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know how I react when I, of course, this doesn't happen in Switzerland, but when we travel, I don't know how it is in Bali, but, you know, you know, you go to a market and before you know, you're surrounded by five people who want to sell you something. And the more they want to sell me something, I'm like, ah, leave me alone. <laughs> Um, so I think a lot of people, and you know, I have, you know, parts of me that is, has that too, even though I've worked for many years in sales and marketing in corporates, um, that we don't want to, yeah, be salesy or, you know, come across this like, you know, picture book cheesy salesperson who just sells something that doesn't even exist. I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of. Do you come across that in the work with your clients? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everybody has that. Like I think 99 or at least the people that I met, like hundred percent of people that I met, they would say the same, like, Oh, but I don't want to sell sell because uh, I don't like it or like I also have, you know, what you say, like as soon as I come to a shop and somebody wants just to, oh, do you want that? Do you want that? I'm like, oh no, just leave me alone. And like, maybe I just leave. But, um, but once, and I also had the same also that I said, oh, I really hate sales. But once you start learning a little bit more and learning like what are the good practices, like how do you connect and what what is actually the value that you bring the person that, uh, where you come from a good place, where you start to make connection with them, where you um, you basically share your offer as a as a as a solution for their problem to yeah. their problem. So that's where it becomes fun, and that's where you know all the sales calls that then you later have. You don't look at them 
the same way and um and yeah like all the people that i worked with at uh some point they started saying oh i'm actually starting to enjoy it you know because it's 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 actually pretty fun because once you are at the step when you're selling you have already created like a really a rather deep connection with the person you know and you know also if you can help them and yes if you you know that you know also like on the other side if you know that you can't really help them that you don't then you don't go to the sales because you don't want to work with somebody that doesn't feel good for you and the same is on their side so that it's more like it's just just the next step and that's when sales become even like beautiful yeah i for me again when i was still working in um in sales for hotels i somebody once asked me like what sales for me and i i said it's building relationships and for me you know it's so fun and exciting to actually get to know the other person right and then i'm like well i this is what i have to offer right if it's a fit great if not great too because i can't be everything for everybody and i don't want to be right and i think this mindset shift for me has changed um, the sales aspect because then it doesn't feel this like, you know, sales and maybe a lot of people see what sales is and it becomes more about getting to know the other person and having something to offer, like what you said. And if it's, if it's not a fit, fine. But then it, it doesn't, there's less of this attachment that now I need to close the sale. <laughs> yeah. And it reminds me a lot. Like recently I finished uh, Grant Cardone's book, um, Sell or Be Sold. I think that's the name of it. But um, it was very, very insightful. And I love how he presented. And he was saying, you know, we do sales every day, even when we just communicate with our kids or we discuss with our husband. like where are we going to go for dinner? And, you know, you are discussing different <laughs> options. And if you have a favorite, you are selling, but, you know, so we have to stop thinking about it if it's just, and look at it as um, something exciting. And what you were saying from your experience, uh, I feel exactly the same way. Like I always just started thinking, like when I get on a sales call, that's like the last um the cherry on a cake, right? Like the, the last uh, moment in the whole process of the sales flow. And I'm just excited because I get like that one-on-one -on -one time with a person. I get to get deeper into their goals, into their dreams. Mm -hmm. And then like what you said, like present what I have to offer to help them. And uh, a lot of cases, they're just so excited because somebody can finally help them, right? And I guess you have the same when you, when you have it with your clients. Absolutely. So what do you think? And I, I mean, I think we touched on a little bit, um, but I would like to um, just hear it in maybe a little bit more details or just um, more precise in terms of what do you see that a lot of, like the mistakes a lot of people make when they start their business? Um, Maybe also from your own experience, would you would the, the mistakes that you made that you now, you know, a lot of times when we make our own mistakes, we can also, you know, use that as experience and teach others. Um, so what do you see people make kind of over and over again? Mm -hmm. um, so the first mistake is probably not being niched enough, like mm -hmm. niched out enough and uh, wanting to be, you know, everything for everybody because, oh, what if, you know, I missed that client in the beginning? I don't know what I can do, but you just start with one thing and like one problem that you can solve. And um, so, for example, could be uh, like if somebody came to me and I said, I can do your copywriting, I would be, yeah, like, but then you are no different than anyone else, like, I can get a copywriter then on Upwork for $10 to write me a piece or something. Um, but if there was somebody that came to me and said, I can write you a copy so that uh, 
your DMs are full of people wanting to work with you because of that exciting copy and that like convincing copy, I would be like, hell yes, I want to work with you, you know, like just tell me more uh, how, how you can do this for me because I want that result. I want that my DMs are full of people inquiring to, to talk to me, to work with me. So, um, so yeah. And also like from my experience in the very beginning, we, um, we started with, um, with um, 21 day challenges page. Uh, we were offering all different types of challenges uh, for you. So it could be meditation challenges. It could be uh, weight loss challenges, book reading challenges, like the whole bouquet of great things that you can do. And, uh, but we were, but after half a year, when we started getting more traffic to our site, we realized that most of the people are coming there for the intermittent fasting challenge that we had. And then we said, but we kind of neglected that. And we kept for a couple of months still creating more challenges like, oh, but people also need meditation and people need that and that, but they were still wanting the intermittent fasting stuff that we had. So after another like a couple of months of um, we finally listened and we said, okay, I think we just have to cut everything out and we just focus to become the most powerful resource for intermittent fasting. And that's when, you know, business started picking up. That's when we could create like partnerships with different apps, with different um people in the industry because we were niched out we were a site for intermittent fasting but but yeah in the beginning you know we were just like kept on thinking oh but people need that and people need that uh, so niching out is really important and also especially from the beginning um i think people also overthink too much before they start um they think you know they have to be everything or like they see, they think, okay, but I'm very good at this, but I could also solve this problem and I could solve that problem and I could do that and another thing. And then they just get lost. But I always say, you know, just start with something little, something small, and then you can uh, create, you can add another. Once your first offer is successful, then you can add the second one. You can add the third one. But just start somewhere, you know, don't overthink it too much. Um, another thing that I did also was choosing wrong business models. Um, so I, you know, I, in the beginning, because I didn't invest enough to get like a proper business coach, I just kept on listening to podcasts and I heard a lot of, uh, or YouTube videos or blogs, reading blogs. And, you know, I heard a lot of success stories oh, that person launched his course for, I don't know, $100 and immediately had that many people sign up. And you're like, yes, I want that. That sounds amazing, right? And you keep hearing those stories with somebody um, because it's passive income and you launch one product. And um, so that's what I went, what we went for. But yeah, then after some time, I realized for that to be successful, you actually have to have a huge audience. Because if you have like the, your goal, uh, let's say your goal is to make 5,000 from, from that business of yours every month and you're selling something for $100, then think you have every month to convince 50 people to buy from you. And when you're just starting out, 50 people is a lot. Um, so yes, like pre-recorded course is one way to make money, but it's usually, you know, um, it's something you add as an extra thing next to the main thing that generates you money. And I didn't know that. So I just chose the wrong business model mm -hmm. um, or you, you know, you're targeting wrong people, like people that can't really pay for the services you offer. So your services could be amazing, but you're just targeting wrong people. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah. So I think it, a lot of goes like into that, um, to that business model side. Like a lot of people still think you can make money uh, with a blog, like just having a blog, posting um, 
posting a lot of uh, articles there and maybe then do some affiliate links. But again, this takes years to get ranked. Um, like, yes, with a good strategy, like we did, like, uh, but we do work with SEO. So we, uh, how we got a lot of traffic into our site, um, that's because of the blog, but basically it took us six months to get the first traffic and then like one year, but that was like really intense work. And a lot of people, they start, they don't have that, um, maybe knowledge. So it just, it just a lot of work. So it's, I don't recommend these things when you start out. So, so yeah. That's great. So you also, when then you work with your clients, you, do you help them also identify their niche and the business model that's best for them, as well as you work with them on their strategy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So we work on all of that. And uh, I, my main thing is that I have a six months offer, uh, like a group uh, coaching program where we go through all of those steps because the client that come to me are usually the ones that um, are in the beginning phase. Um, they, most of them, they know already what is it that they would like to do, or like at least the big industry. So they kind of know I want to go for marketing or they know I'm, I, 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 I want to go into like business coaching or I, I know I'm, I'm a lawyer. So I want to use that expertise. Um, but then we, of course, then we go deeper through the whole, you know, time that we work together and we looked, okay, what are uh, marketable business models for you? What could be, you know, uh, your niche and, and all of those steps. Super helpful when you start out. I think this is, this is great and absolutely needed because I mean, you know, we talked about community at the beginning. And if you have a group um, setting, then you have the community and you can also exchange and learn from each other. Plus you have guidance from you. So um, thank you so much. And of course, we'll link um, all your offers. And you also have a three-day entrepreneurship challenge. <laughs> Tell us about that. Yeah, so... Um... I have a three-day challenge that helps you to actually get a little bit more clarity on what it is that you could be doing. Open your eyes a little bit. So um, I'd be happy for anyone that is interested to uh, to to get their hands on that and uh, report back to me how how it went. Because I also during the challenge, I give some feedback uh, to everybody that is interested. So. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited for anyone that um, this challenge speaks to. Yeah, thank you so much for offering that. That's super exciting. And um, I don't know if it's maybe personal or business, but in the next coming months, what are you, or maybe even you know this year, <laughs> what are you most excited about? Um, a lot of things, uh, but I think now... Um, I'm very excited to go back to Europe in uh, one month <laughs> and celebrate my daughter's two years birthday with the whole family. Yeah. So that's something on my list and on my mind at the moment. Super have her first. Yeah. Like birthday, have her first real birthday. Like when she was one year, uh, she was, it was us and uh, some family members, but now we, We'll have a couple of kids as well you know, in the that's playground. Fun. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Excellent. Last but not least, I always like to ask my, ask my guests um, if they have a mantra or a quote that guides them on their journey. And, you know, that can be, of course, changing. But is there something that resonates with you right now that keeps popping up for you and yeah, keeps you keeps you on your journey and in your growth and in your success. So it's something my husband told me once, and um, I keep reminding myself uh, that when it gets tough, that's when everybody else leave, but you keep on going. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like to think about it. Okay, like when it's really really tough, and I just wanna, you know, uh, as I mentioned in the beginning the moments when I just want to stay in bed and hide under the blanket and like say, okay, I'm not doing it all. 
I just started thinking, okay, but that's exactly the point where, I mean, I don't really like to think about competitors, but, but that's where all the competitors leave. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, but I'm stronger than that. So I keep on going and that's where I get the success. Excellent. Thank you so much for all your wisdom and for sharing your insights. I'm excited to keep in touch and um, yeah, maybe in Europe or Bali one time in person, who knows? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Andrina, that would be amazing to meet in person and attend one of your classes as well or something. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. So if you or someone you know is really starting out, um, really do check out Dovile's three-day entrepreneurship challenge. You will find the link in the show notes. We are also linking the books she mentioned, and there is actually two from Robert Kiyosaki that Dovile recommends. One is Rich Dad's Guide to Financial Freedom, and then his classic is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You will also find the links and infos to her different businesses in the show notes, which is definitely super inspiring because they're also very different. So the one that she also mentioned during um, our conversation is that intermittent fasting platform, which is 21dayhero.com. She also have has a SEO agency syncusstudio.ch and then her mompreneur community in Lithuania which is gomama.it so you will find all this information in the show notes and as we talked about throughout the conversation support community and guidance can always help us and often it starts with clarity and on my website andrinatc.com and you will also find the direct link in the show notes you will find a five-step journey from chaos to clarity which you know of course is for free and i do also invite you to reach out for additional support the first call is always for free and you know We are not walking this life on our own. We're walking it together. And life creation is about connecting these thoughts. And sometimes it's hard for us to see them on our own. And I know from myself that getting an outside perspective can really create magic. I look forward to hearing from you and I thank you for being here.